Welcome to Scriptures for Life, a ministry of Trinity Evangelical Free Church in Boise, Idaho. In a troubled world riddled with endless pursuits, we have a place of peace and rest in Jesus Christ. We invite you to join us in worshiping Him and following Him in a life-transforming journey. Now, here's my friend Mark to introduce today's sermon. Good morning. Trinity Evangelical Free Church in Boise, Idaho welcomes you to our continuing series, Marks of a Living Church. Need to get answers to hard questions? Find out about growing in Jesus for His sole source of real purpose in living. As some of you know, I am so excited about cooking. Yes, at my age, I should have been cooking a long time ago, and I respect both of my sons, which cooked and since they were young before they even were married. Brandon is not married, but he's cooking up a storm. And when he comes to our house, he wants to cook for us. And we were, wow, isn't that great? Well, I knew nothing about that all my life until recently. So if you don't believe it, look at my fingers. I'm all cut up with all the new knives I bought and understanding how to use them and cut. And, and I, I fill the house with the beautiful aroma. And my wife, when she finishes work, she goes, oh, wow, isn't that great? Now, all I knew about cooking or the closest, yes, watching my mom, watching my wife, but I loved going and watching these Japanese chefs cook at a hibachi place. And I would drool as that steak was sizzling and the vegetables were sizzling. Simmering, and I would watch what he would put down there and say, wow, isn't that great? Kind of like you guys coming to church. Wow, what a great service. Wow, what a great sermon. Wow, let's take some notes, go home, put them away, never remember anything else. We can't appreciate God's word until we become cooks ourselves. That's the whole point of discipleship and growing in the word together as we understand that they got together in the word daily and they learned from the apostles and all of the leading disciples, they learned from one another and they themselves taught the others. It's not the way we understand it these days in most churches, though many have understood it and teach it in having life groups, home groups, and people teaching others so they can teach others. It's a hands-on. So it takes me twice as long as what the recipe says it should take me. But I don't mind. These guys believed in what they received from God, that they sold all they had, and they were all in. So I remember a while ago. Yeah, yeah, I've done burgers and steaks throughout our marriage. No big deal. But when I first started doing the grilling stuff years ago when I was younger, by the time I was done... My reaction inwardly was, cooking is a lot of work. You got to come home from work and spend another hour and a half and do all of this mess to eat. And then you got to wash it and clean it. Got to get a wife. That's what my youngest son says. Got to get a wife. I can't believe that I was not taught as a young man that any responsible man worth his metal is one that comes along as wife and cooks. I've been a failure all of these years until now. And I bring joy to my wife. And I prepare the food by the way they're showing it. And I'm like, wow, this is just the most amazing. You know, I, have, I look forward to spending an hour and a half of my day 
preparing and cutting and mixing and learning all the sauces and then a drizzle of oil. To me, a drizzle of oil is half a bottle. My wife says, where's my oil going? I don't know. It's a drizzle of oil. So just like one beginning to read the Bible, I can't understand much of it as a beginning Christian, but I'm sensing the presence. I'm sensing the conviction. God is doing something. I'm remembering the verses in the midst of the trial. God is doing something. It's worthwhile. So I may be preaching to the choir. It is our responsibility to fire up the congregation in believing in the necessity and the importance and the priority of the church living outside of Sunday, Monday through Saturday in home groups, opening God's Word. They believed it and they lived it. A living church, one of our four pillars of the importance of living the Word throughout the week as we connect our lives, is the foundation of that necessity that a living church abides in the transformational power of a living word. You can listen and admire, but until you're taught to write it down and underline it and explain it, you will not be changed by it. You walk away admiring, but you've got no idea what goes into it. And that's what we learn in a life group as we open God's Word. And that's where we, we live and we're drawn to the most important part of a, of a life group is the Word of God. Because it is a sure and strong foundation of our lives and God's work in our lives. The second reason why the thrust and the focus of a life group is the Word of God because it is the, the importance of the comprehensive Bible studies. How we study Scripture affects the way we live our lives. Beyond reading, beyond listening, now I'm beginning to understand the recipe. So I'm learning that about myself. It's fun. To watch me cook, you have a ball. Because I've got like three different stopwatches. Because i got no idea. Cook it until it's brown. i got no idea. A minute and a half, minute and a half, boom. And that's all I know. So I'm so rudimentary and, and, and step by step, even as a Christian. Memorize the Word. Read the Word. Write down the Word. Step by step. And then in time, you begin to understand the depths of it. Oh, that's how it's supposed to feel. That's how it's supposed to smell. I get it. And you begin to be creative in the way that you're cooking. But now, you're creative in the way you live your spiritual life because you begin to know the heart of the Father. What are these comprehensive Bible studies? Well... They're important because they can change your life on a foundational level in the way you think. First of all, Bible studies, they possess the power of sanctification. It's not easy or good enough to say, be holy for I am holy, because you may ask the question, I can never be holy. What do you mean? When you study Scripture... It is the Word of God that begins to transform you. And it does not do it overnight. It does it one inch at a time. One less cuss word. One less evil thought. One less bad reaction. As you understand the beauty of holiness, the Word of God is sanctifying you. Sanctification means to be set apart. Just like these new believers, they would set everything outside their world. They would sell everything and give it to the Lord. They set themselves apart everything for the church and God's work. 
to be set apart for God's purpose. The desire of it, the beauty of it, and the joy that you see it happening in your life. This sanctification and transformation opens our eyes. So a few weeks ago, I told you someone in our church was led to wash the carpet. Now something happened. Not only he, we were washing the carpet, but they changed the lights in this church. So as you notice, they're LED, they're brighter, and they move the chairs out of the way. And as these lights now, they're brighter, wider, they took a look at the carpet and said, wait a minute, what are all these stains? This is horrible. Until now, all the shadows and the light being dimmed, you know, you're okay, I'm okay, you do your thing, I'll do my thing, don't, don't turn the light on. And the moment you turn the light on, you're like, whoa, we can't live with this. That's what the Bible study does. When you got your own Bible open up and you're taking your own notes and someone is talking, the Holy Spirit says, that's you. It's way deeper than what happens in a church Sunday morning as we preach and, and we breathe out God's Word in a way. In a home group, life group, Bible study, now it becomes your study. And the lights are being turned on. It's got the power to sanctify. And the Word of God is what God uses to change your life. Now look at Psalm 19, verse 7 and on. David talks about the power of the Word. This is the promise where you trust God. What God says He'll do, He does. And look at all these descriptions of what God's Word is and what God's Word does. Trust it. Devote yourself to it. The law of Yahweh is perfect. It restores your soul. So when you're down and depressed and you got no strength, you want to be restored? Read God's Word. God promises because that perfection will lift you up. God's testimony, God talking, God telling you what He's done and how He will do it and what He promised He kept. God's testimony is a sure thing. God says He'll do it. He will do it as He has done it. It does, gives you wisdom. No need for a diploma or education. You could be simple, the Bible says. The Word of God makes you wise. The precepts of Yahweh, the principles of Yahweh, goes beyond the commandments, goes down to the life-impacting laws of God. God's precepts are right. It will rejoice your heart. Are you sad? Come to God's Word. You'll be rejoiced. God's commandment is pure. It's going to open your eyes. It will enlighten your eyes. It will change your countenance. Why must we draw together and study together? Because God's Word restores us. It makes us wise. It rejoices us. Enlightens our eyes. The fear of Yahweh is clean. Enduring forever. The judgment of Yahweh are true. They're righteous altogether. And they're more desirable than gold. Even much more than fine gold. Sweeter than honey. And the drippings of the honeycomb. And by them your slave is warned. In keeping them there's great reward. There's protection. There's guidance. It is God's word we're drawn to. Why must I get together with the church? In a life group, because of God's Word, will transform me, change me, protect me, rejoice my heart, lift me up, and strengthen me. Even as Jesus prayed in John 17, 17, sanctify them. It is God's Word that will change your life, and your changing, your transformation, will attract and shine light in the life of your family and neighbors, and they'll say, I want some of that. Maybe not to you, but in their hearts they desire it. 
Jesus says, sanctify them. How? By your truth. Your word is truth. How will my life be changed? God's word. I need to be part of a home group to be accountable and kept on taking that medicine because on my own, I'll find excuses not to do it. If we're going to be useful to God, we must study His Word. That's what we read in Paul telling Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 21. If anyone cleanses himself, that's the beginning. I come to God's Word to be transformed and cleansed. If I am devoted, a personal relationship in that transformation, cleanses himself from these things, he will be a vessel of honor, sanctified, and then useful for the Master, having prepared for every good work. Look at all these verbs or, or, or action words, cleansing, sanctified, useful, and prepared. God does the rest. In this relationship, I devote myself to the Word of God. God takes that and changes me from within. Second reason, because the Bible possesses the power to sustain it sanctifies me, and then it sustains me. It holds me. No one will snatch us, but while we're being held by the Lord, we're being strengthened by the Lord as He uses us. problem is that a, a lack of knowledge has always destroyed the people of God. Oh, I wish I knew what it means to live a life without regrets. Usually regrets are so heavy and burdened, it may collapse your life because there's nothing you can do about things you are regretting. Oh, I wish I could have. Oh, I wish I knew. And, and once you're falling in, in that regret, what do you do? Well, to live a life without regrets is knowing and learning God's Word. Hosea chapter 4, verse 6, we know this verse, talking about that people perish my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. Why may a church falter? Why may a family fall apart? Why is your life falling apart? Lack of knowledge, not knowing God's Word, knowing what's available, knowing how it's received, knowing how we are sustained. Because you have rejected knowledge. Every time I may say, I'm not going to church, I'm not going to the fellowship, I'm rejecting that time. I'm rejecting what God may have for me. You've rejected knowledge, I will also reject you from ministering as my priest. Since you've forgotten the law of your God, I will also forget your children. How disastrous. What a, what a terrible condemnation of rejecting God's word being forgotten by God. You see, when the wave of life crashes in, remember when you were young? Remember watching your young friends, children, or grandchildren the life, the world is their oyster. They can do whatever, whenever they want, and everything is great. But then the life's waves come in when they crash in. You will react according to your convictions. We know about this in sports. We know this about in, in, in skillful jobs. You always train for muscle memory, whatever it may be. You react to your muscle memory. Same thing in your spiritual walk, trials, temptations, and hardships. When the hardship hits, you will react according to your convictions. People may give you advice, but advice will weigh very light in the midst of your storm. What do you fall back on when it hurts? 
and you know that no, no, no amount of sharing will help you in the situation you're in, accept your faith in the Word of God and God Himself. Convictions in trials will anchor you. And convictions are bred in times of devoted study. As you study God's Word, as iron sharpens iron, you spend time with other believers, and you see that they believe the same way, or if they don't, they challenge the way you believe, and you both go in the Word and say, Ah, oh, I get it! Remember that woman that was in the life and, and, the, and the universal circle of Elijah? And he came to her and says, Listen, feed me. And then in the end, after she saw all the miracles that God did through Elijah in her life, her family's life and the world, he says, now I know that the Word of God is true. It is in the Word of God that we anchor our lives and we have these convictions. And the Bible is the power to sustain. The Bible says that the young can keep their way pure in the Word. They're sustained by God's Word when they're hit by temptation. Psalm 119.9 how can a young man keep his way pure? You may ask the question today more than when you were younger with all of the media, all of the advertisements, all of the shows, all the movies, everything is dirtied up. How will they keep their way straight? What do you do? By keeping it according to your word. How do I do that? With all of my heart. Remember, they sold everything they had because all of their hearts were in it. Can't just say we have church if we're 10% in. 20% in. It's all in or nothing. This is my family. Jesus said, you are my brothers and sisters if you keep my commandments. For your family may also reject you, but God's family, no, they will receive. With all my heart, I've sought you. Don't let me stray away from your commandments. Your word I've treasured. All of these complete dedication words. Treasuring all my heart. I've kept your, your word in my heart that I may not sin against you. It is the word of God that we highly treasure in these upcoming life groups. Going way beyond listening to beginning to cook. Opening the word. Searching the word. Dissecting the word. Questioning, understanding, receiving, and committing to the Word. Even the elders are exhorted to keep the, the Word of God and with it to protect the flock. Acts 20, 28. Be on guard for yourselves. How do you do that? The Word of God. Well, we cannot lead God's people without knowing God's Word. We don't know the road map without God's Word. Be on guard for yourself and for all the flock among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to shepherd the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. In that mindset of challenging the leadership, there should be no skilled leadership. There should be no experienced leadership unless it's a godly, word-based leadership. Paul tells Timothy, be diligent to preserve yourself, to present yourself approved. In other words, not what people see, but what God knows do you know God? Do you know His Word? Are you convicted and led by the Word? As a workman who does not need to be ashamed for when the trials come, if you don't know the Word in front of the people, you fall on your face. And they say, wait a minute, you preached all your life and now you are falling? You will be ashamed. Do not be ashamed. How? Accurately handling the Word of truth. That means knowing one of the first steps towards backsliding. 
one of the first steps towards beginning to sin in your life is to neglect the Word of God. I remember this as a child. As, I, as a young man, I was aware of my sin. I'm thinking, what just happened? Oh, wait a minute. I haven't been reading. I haven't been praying. That distance cools the warmth and the, the temperature of your heart towards God and therefore towards your life. Thirdly, the Word of God is the foundation of our life groups. Not only because it sustains us, it sanctifies us. It's God's Word that can save and it's God's Word that condemns. As we pray for those we know who do not know the Lord, prayer is powerful but not complete. It's the Word of God. That's what will drive through their hearts. Whether it's heard, quoted, or seen, lived by us, it is that Word of God that will lead them to see God's goodness and that to salvation. When it's received sincerely, it saves our soul. James 1.21 Therefore laying aside all filthiness and all that remains of wickedness in gentleness, receive the implanted Word. Some sow the seed, some water the ground. That is your job, is what we will do as a ministry in life groups, in reaching out to our neighbors and our family. When you invite them to church, they'll tell you, oh yeah, I'll come, but you won't see them. At least not for six months, that's about the way it goes. Oh, I'll be there someday. But when you invite them to your house, that's more of a personal responsibility. Come to my house, we'll have a pizza, I'll have some friends over. Come to my house. And that's where you implant the Word. Receive the implanted Word which is able to save your souls. Not only that, but for those that reject it and the blessing for those that received it, it'll be the standard by which we will be judged. The Word of God. You might as well know how you will be judged. John 12, 48. He who rejects me and does not receive my words has one who judges him. Who? Jesus says, the Word. The word which I spoke is what will judge him on the last day. So you've got to know. And there will be a judgment for us as believers before Jesus towards rewards. And maybe some browbeating. I'm not sure how that's going to work out. But there will be some quiet moments and some tears wiped away as we sit before the Lord as we will be judged by the word. Know the word. Now, what are some practical benefits we're saved, we will be judged, we're sanctified, we're sustained. But in a real way, when we want to raise up and strengthen the church through life groups, what are the benefits that we're called to? First of all, you'll have an opportunity to study the Word of God more deeply. Go beyond what is being told from the pulpit. You do not, I don't see you raise your hands here, even though if you did, I'd appreciate it. If you raise your hand to ask a question during the middle of the sermon, I'll take it and answer it. Let it be a real life Bible study, not just a presentation per se. In life group studies, you can ask the question and ask the why. Remember when you were two years old, why? Because, and why? But, but, but why? God wants you to be a why child, to find out why, because as you understand that, then you also will see how God will be working in your life. Now, these textual studies in Scripture, not just on Sunday mornings, but in the home groups, as we study them, word, the Word of God, verse by verse, 
We also will do topical studies that will learn about different ideas or different topics and situations and life issues that we see how God answered in Scripture throughout Scripture. In Bible studies, we ask questions about what is studied. You see, in the home groups, we'll be less formal. You'll be relaxed. You can let your guard down. And then you will be able to interact and follow through. When we're, we're gathered together at church, you're listening. When life's trials happen, when you get really stressed, learn in Jesus' word how to best handle those times. By conviction, you can learn strength in the Lord to increase your own success and have greater hope in Christ to sustain you no matter what the circumstances. Thank you for listening to Scriptures for Life a ministry of Trinity Evangelical Free Church in Boise, Idaho. For more information about our church, visit us online at trinityefcboise.org or by phone 208-322-8801. Our church is located at 1777 North Allenbaugh Street in Boise. We'd love for you to join us for Sunday worship at 11 a.m. Join us next week at this time as we go through and apply God's Word on Scriptures for Life.